Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. And we'll be looking at verse number six. Uh, we might take a little bit of time before we get there, but just you can keep flipping through the pages. Um, so last week, we started um, the new year with you and I hopefully being challenged um, to start the, the year off right by seeking God. And uh, we had kind of this idea that we were following along with that is uh, what you seek, you find, okay? Okay. What you seek, you find, and, and we find that to be true in the kingdom of God. What you seek is what you find. And the reason why I, we say that is because it really is God's heart established by his promises that you would be found, you would find him, right? That's his heart. That's his promises. If you, if you open the scripture and you look and you read scripture, you will recognize and you will see that the promises of God says, you know what? If you come and seek me, you will find me. That is like so awesome. So liberating, at least to me. Because there are times when I feel like maybe I am kind of in that position of like, I don't know where God is at all. But when I truly get into this time of seeking him, I find him. It's, it, it's just amazing. And see, we serve a God that's not into, the, into, into playing hide-and-go-seek with you. Right? He's just not. He's not into that. He will never, ever hide from you, ever. He will always be found with you. But, but he does require some things from his children. Okay? He does require um, us to develop a true devotion, a real committed discipline to seek Him, to draw close to Him, right? And walk in this deeper place of intimacy with Him. And really, ultimately, that's our purpose. Our purpose isn't what we have or what we don't have. Our purpose is to seek God. God, to have this experience, to, 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 to fellowship with him constantly. If you remember, I go back all the way to Genesis. What was the, the, the thing when before you know, Adam and Eve sinned, then God showed up in the garden, right? And God, God knew where Adam and Eve was, but God said, Adam, Eve, where are you? See, he showed up in the garden. See, we think sometimes God is a distant God. He stays away. He kind of, you know, uh, nope. See, he, his whole, whole heart is he wants to be front and center in your relationship with him. And so he shows up in the garden. He already knows what took place. And he's looking for them because you know what? They used to walk in the cool of the garden, in the cool of the evening together. And now, pull it all the way with Jesus coming into our life. God wants to, us to, to be ones who, who press in to reestablish that connection with him. And so, yeah, so last week was kind of the springboard into a group of teachings that we're going to talk about um, in, in, in this, this coming year. 
And um, one of those things is uh, we're going to be diving into what we feel as a church that the Lord is speaking to us here at Lakeshore. And it comes with this idea that the Bible teaches that there are three main places that we are to engage in ministry unto the Lord and to others. Those are the secret place, the gathering place, and the public place. Now, one pastor calls this the theology of place, okay? Now, it's not in the Bible, and you probably, if you, if you, you study any kind of theology, you won't find theology of place, but, but, but think about it, because theology is simply the study of God, okay? That's what theology means. So, this is a study of, of where God wants us to go to meet daily and deeply with him, to be, for us to find him, and that's the secret place, right? And then it's where God wants us as believers to come together for the purpose of both worshiping God and ministering to one another. That's called the gathering place. And then we have where believers are sent out to reach a lost and broken world with a relevant witness from a revived people. Got to be revived, right? Full of the Word and full of the Spirit, and that's what we call the public place. And the public place ministry is only effective as a result of one's time in the secret place and in the gathering place. Let me say that again. The public place ministry is only effective as a result of one's time spent in the secret place and the gathering place. So hopefully you can kind of tie these together and see by the example how they connect to one another that there is an order in which we are to live our kingdom life. There is an order for us to be understand that when we live in this connected life, these, these three principles, it'll propel us forward to live our lives for the glory of God and, and, and to, for others, to impact others with our lives. So what it is then is having what God desires for every believer to have, and which this is kind of our theme for the year in a sense, is this, a heart for the house and hands for the harvest. A heart for the house and hands for the harvest. And like I said, that's kind of our internal theme for this season, this year at Lakeshore, that we would be a people who are determined to establish healthy rhythms to go deeper, to dig deeper spiritual wells within our life, and then to come together for the purpose of provoking one another to good works, to encourage one another, to love one another, right? And then we would have hands that would get to work and bring about the harvest of souls that, that God has in this coming year. But in order for us to, to, to experience this, in order for uh, this to be the result we need, um, we need to understand that we need to um, uh, devote ourselves to this proper order of the secret place, the gathering place, and the public place. And what I love about this is that God promises he'll be there. The secret place... We know that Scripture says, if you will seek me, you will find me. That's God talking, right? 
We know the, the gathering place. The Bible says, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am in the midst. Right? And then the public place, he says, go into all the world. Right? He's not going to send you out there just by yourself. He's going to go with you. So all three of these things are, are areas that we have to recognize that God is going to be involved in, that God has promised his presence in. But see, we have to be people who would actually engage in it, who say, oh, yes, I'm all in. I, I get it. I'm, I'm right there. So today we're just going to start with some foundational things when it comes to the title of the message is The Secret Place. The Secret Place. So Matthew 6.6 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. This is what the, the message version says, the same verse. It says, here is what I want you to do. I like how it kind of just is going to break it down a little more practical for you. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted, I love this, to role play before God. Now, the reason why they put that in there was because it was talking about how, you know, people like, I'm going to show you how I pray, right? The Pharisees were all about their, their form or their method of prayer. And so here, this is kind of relaying to that, that you're, you're not role-playing before God just to make it look good. No, you're in a, in a very quiet, secret place. And it says, just be there as simply and honestly as you can man manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense His grace. So what is this secret place we're talking about? Very first point of the day is the secret place is where you meet daily and deeply with God. Where you meet daily and deeply with God. Now, before we dive into this, this, this a little bit more, let me give you a little bit of context when it comes to this, this room that uh, Jesus mentions for us to shut the door to, okay? Which really, over time, um, uh, somatically, uh, kind of has changed over the years. But first, what it meant was it depicted a secret place where one hid his prized possessions, right? His prized possessions. I'm going to hide it in there. Then, as time went on, it described a secure place where a person could put money or treasure, much like a safety deposit box or into a vault. It represented a place where, man, no one, so secure that no one could could get in there, could get, take it away or able to break or disrupt or steal those most valuable possessions. And then finally, it, it, to this point now, it finally describes a bedroom because a bedroom is a secret place where a treasured relationship and intimate moments take place between a husband and a wife. So it kind of progressed. Same, same principles, but it's kind of progressed. It conveys this idea of intimacy with God in prayer. This is what one scholar said about it, when the, the kind of how Jesus was figuratively saying it. He said, just as a husband and wife enter into their bedroom and shut the door so they can bear their hearts and souls to each other in intimacy, so also you should have a relationship with God that is so tender, so special, so intimate, that it is shared only between you and Him. 
and no one else. Therefore, find a secure place where you can go to share your heart and soul with God in prayer. So this idea is the secret place is where a private, personal, and intimate relationship with God can be cultivated. It's a place where you meet alone, right, daily with God the Father, with Jesus the Son, right, without being interrupted or distracted, because that's an easy thing to do, right? I mean, even when you're in, if you get into that secret place, your mind automatically starts, hey, what do I got to do today? What do I need to go to the store for? What do I need to do this? What do I need to do that? See, that's, that's just kind of how our mind starts, but, but it takes time. But see, we also have to find a time and a place where we can get into this opportunity to truly seek God without any distractions. And when we have no distractions and we are focused and have our attention on um, the Lord, then you know what? The Holy Spirit can then begin to speak to our hearts. Right? He can begin to, 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 to open up avenues of thought, avenues of, of understanding of God's Scripture, God's Word, God's heart, God's promises to us. And also in that secret place, you have these components where you study God's Word. Like actually sit down and study God's Word in the quiet. Or where you meditate on Scripture. Or when you pray. Or when you praise. Or when you just are, are, are trying to listen because you know what? We do a lot of talking to God, but sometimes we don't do a lot of listening to God. But see, in that secret place, that quiet time gives you, affords you the opportunity to just shut it. Right? I mean, God's gracious. He never says, hey, shut it. Right? But see, we've got to learn, no, part of being in this secret place is to shut it, to listen to let him download some stuff into us through what we're reading in Scripture, maybe what we've been praying, what we've been praising. Man, he wants to download things inside of us. But see, we, we tell him sometimes just get so, so busy, right? And then in that secret place, we're talking about 30 for 30, you can journal in that secret place. That's another avenue for him to be able to talk to you and to reveal the truth of God's Word to you. So it's a place to seek God daily, not weekly or occasionally. Let me say that again. It's a place to seek God daily, not weekly or occasionally. Because we fall into that mode sometimes. Would you agree? I'm just too busy. I just got too many things. Man, God's blessed me so much. I am just so busy. I can't even have a quiet time with him. I can't have a secret place time with him. No, no, you are not too busy. You have to, we have to have this secret place, right? And, and, and in this place, we seek God deeply and we don't do it superficially or shallow, kind of the shallow thing or doing this like quick nod to God. That's not what he wants. That's not what he longs for. That's not what he, he hungers for, right? He wants deep time with you. He wants you to be able to say, okay, God, I've got this appointment with you. If you've got to make it an appointment, make it an appointment, okay? But I've got this time with you, and man, I am, it is the quietest I can get it at this moment, 
Let me, let me spend some time with you. And man, I think God just, oh, he just loves that. He just, oh my gosh, look at my kids. They're taking time with me. They're spending some time with me, right? But see, we've got to get to that point to recognize, man, I, this is my lifeline. This is the thing, very thing I need. So God has his secret place for his people. And, and listen, it may look different from others. I'm going to say it again. It may look different than others. And guess what? That's okay. That is perfectly fine with God. See, David had secret place times. He had secret place times when he was in the caves running from Saul. But I'm positive he had some secret place times. He had secret place times when he was out in the shepherd field caring for the sheep. Those two look kind of different, don't you think? Those two times? In some ways it does. One's a relaxed, I'm a shepherd, carrying the sheep. Yeah, I got it, it's all good. One is an intense moment when, man, he's, he's trying to get away from Saul. See, so it, it doesn't vary when I have secret times. Every single time in my life, no matter what that situation is, no matter whether, whether I am uh, you know, on the top of the mountain or I am down in the valley, we need secret place times. We need to have this developed in our life, wherever you're at. I, you know, I think about uh, Moses, too. I believe Moses had some secret place times. There were times that he got away from the Israelites to hear what God was saying, hear what God was directing. Moses had, Jesus had it, right? Jesus had it, too. He withdrew from the desert, deserted to a deserted place, in order to, to minister unto the Lord, to have a secret time with the Lord. Uh, Luke 5, 16 says, so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. So throughout Jesus' life, he was consistent with his actions to withdraw, to be with God, to spend time with God in private. If you look at, I think it's Mark, I don't know, maybe Mark 5 or something like that, where Jesus, at time where Jesus um, came to a house and all these people gathered around. And, and, and so then I think he, he did some miracles. And then that night they went to sleep and Jesus woke up early before the disciples went out to the desert and prayed. All of these people had gathered outside the door of the house. The disciples woke up and said, where's Jesus? Where is he? All these people want him. All these people want to be touched and healed. And where do they find Jesus? Out in a secluded place. But what I love about this is, you know what? They said, Jesus, all these people are here. They're waiting for you. But you know what Jesus did in that, that quiet time? He got the directions, the, the agenda for the day from his father. So when they said, all these people are here to get healed, they're all here to do this, and he said, hey, you know what? I got to go to another city because that's what my father wants me to do. I mean, wow. Can you imagine us approaching life that way in such a way that we are totally submitted to, to the, the leading of the Lord and saying, okay, yeah, man, I got my job. I got it. I'm going to work or whatever. But man, those opportunities... 
When the Lord says, no, I want you, hey, I want you to talk to that guy. This, this is a special moment right now. See, we don't, don't, don't be left behind when it comes to that. See, but it, but, it, but it all comes, again, from our secret place time. It all comes from that. So here Jesus says he receives his orders from the Lord. And I love how Jesus kind of finishes off this verse in Matthew 6.6. 6. He says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to the, your Father who is in the secret place. And then this is that part I'm, I'm getting to. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Not he will reward you secretly. He'll reward you openly. And then pair it with, with Hebrews eleven six. this promise. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently, what? Seek him. So that tells us that when I look at that, that tells us, right, that God doesn't reward the lazy. He doesn't reward the lethargic. He doesn't reward the do-nothings. But he rewards the diligent. Amen? So then if we diligently seek him by making our secret place a priority to, to pri privately pursue God, then, he will, then we will be rewarded openly with a life that is intimate, filled and empowered by him so that God may be glorified in our life. I, I, I don't know about you, but I know there are times when I read stories about these great men of God and great women of God who are full of faith and God is using them and moving in their life. Man, you don't think there was a sacrifice that needed to be made for them to be in the secret place, for them to hear God? You know, and, and then it's like, man, I want to see that happen in my life. Well, then where's your secret place? What, what, what are you doing to make sure that you've got this secret place, this, this opportunity to intimately spend with, with the Lord? But he said, you know what? I'm going to reward you openly. If you will diligently seek me, I will reward you openly with a life that is intimate, filled, and empowered by him. Right? So that God may be glorified. I love that, that portion of Scripture that says, you know, that men would see your good works and glorify God in heaven. Right? But again, it starts with the secret place. It's, it's just an outflow. So then people see the outflow of it, and they're like, hey, man, God's really moving in your life. God's really doing some things. I'm so excited. Can I know more? What's your secret? Yeah, it's a secret place. Well, no, 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 don't, not, not, not a secret, what? A secret, no, no, secret place. Yeah, a secret place where it's just me and God connecting. So we just kind of got to look for a, a space and time, and, and we'll get into that just in a moment. But, but, but see, in your secret place, that, that's a place where, you know what, you can, you can pray freely, you can sing freely, Right? You can, you can speak freely with God. Everyone always thinks, oh my God. I think David was awesome. Because David just clearly, I mean, even in Scripture, just spoke freely to God. 
said, hey, this, this ain't fair. What's up with that? I'm like, uh, yeah. But what I love about it, he, he spoke his mind, but then he always tied it back into, but you're good, God. You're so good. You love me so much. I, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. But see, those are times when, you know what, maybe you're walking through a situation or a circumstance and you're frustrated. I mean, have you ever been frustrated before? Oh, yeah. And you're thinking, God, why, 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 why? But see, let's take David as an example. We can always, always, always tie it back to God, but you're faithful. You're so faithful to me. I love you so much, and I don't know what this looks like. And I'm climbing up a mountain. I'm sure glad you're my Sherpa right now, climbing up this mountain. You know, those Sherpas, they guide and direct you up the mountain. And then, man, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you are my, my shepherd in the valley. So grateful for that. But see, that's, that's what it's going to take. So why is the secret place important? Point number two. The secret place is where you grow in knowing God and are freshly filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Someone once said this, you won't make history for Jesus unless you have history with Jesus. You won't make history with Jesus unless you have history with Jesus. And this history with Jesus starts in the secret place. And, and it, it's not one, it's not one that, that is truly and deeply developed in public place gatherings. Say, you know, like, like attending church every once in a while. You're not going to grow deep. Or, or maybe, you know, nowadays it's watching online. Sure, you're going to receive something, but it's not developing things, something in you. Or, you know, hey, let's go to a conference. I'm not saying those are bad either. But what I'm saying is there's something about the fact that, you know what? Your history, your growth in knowing God happens underneath the surface. Just like a tree and its root system. Right? A tree and its root system, you can't see the roots growing, but it's happening beneath the surface. It's kind of in its own secret place, if you will. Right? You can't see it. It's, under, it's kind of underground. But in its own secret place, what's happening? The roots are beginning to grow. Right? There's water coming in, and it's growing, and it's spreading, and it's stretching out. See, that's what the secret place does for us where people would look and go, oh my gosh, man, you have grown so much in the Lord this year. Why? Well, because I got the secret place going on. And during that secret place time, those roots where you can't see in my own life are beginning to grow and they're beginning to develop and they're getting stronger and stronger and spreading out farther and farther and farther. And, and, and you know what? In order for the, the tree to survive, it's... Its root system has to take up more space underground than the tree takes up above the ground. In order for the tree to survive, the root system has to be wider, bigger, longer than what the tree takes up above the ground. 
And in a day and age like this, I think that rings true for our lives. I mean, wickedness is increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing. And and God's concerned about our root system. He's like, man, I want your root system to develop. I want your root system to grow. I need it to be growing farther and farther and farther out. But here's the deal, too. Um, This root system takes time to grow. It's not immediate. It takes time for for it to become the strength of, of your foundation for the tree and for us. The secret place plants us in, 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 listen to this, plants us in the soil of intimacy with God. Never thought of it that way, huh? Right? It plants us in the soil of, of intimacy with God that develops a thriving root system Right? And, and this soil is based on Scripture, it's based on prayer, it's based on praise. And what it does then, it, as those things begin to develop in our life in this, this secret place, then it strengthens our trust, our dependence upon our intimacy, our faith in Him. Everything is surrounded by or developed by this secret place. And the more that it is strengthened, then the more you are freshly filled with the Holy Spirit. Right? Every one of us should want the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. The Holy Spirit speaking to us in our lives. But see, you're going to find it gets strengthened. And you're going to find yourself being freshly filled on a continual basis and empowered for the assignment that God has given you in your life. By, by this, this secret place time. You know, to use the tree analogy, it's, it's so that we bear much fruit for the assignment God has for us. Because God's got an assignment for each and every one of us. It's different. It's different for all of us. I just happen to be called to, to be a pastor. But if I wasn't called to be a pastor, I would have an assignment for something else whatever that may be, and all of you have an assignment. But think about it. It, it, it's so that we bear fruit. Psalms chapter 1, verse 3 says, and he shall be like a tree planted. Okay, that's our job. That's our job to be planted in where? The secret place. So look at your neighbor and say, you have a job. To be planted in the secret place. It says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Now, what I love about that is he determines the season. God determines the season. It's our job to be planted. But he's the one that determines its season. Whose leaves shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. And as I kind of thought about this, this scripture and I was thinking kind of about, you know, this whole secret place, I really wanted to, to tie it into to somebody's life in scripture. 
And, you know, the, the, the really easy ones are Jesus, right? Because we talked about a little bit about how Jesus went away and he prayed. And then, you know, we also can talk about David, how David had these quiet times in these secret places with the Lord. But, but what kind of jumped in my heart, and I have really no idea except for maybe it's the Holy Spirit, was the fact that it was the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, right? This, I mean, this is what the Apostle Paul said following his conversion. And he, but he shares it in Galatians. But this is what he said. Galatians chapter 1, verse 16 and 18. This is the message version. It says, immediately after my calling. Okay, so Paul was called. Immediately after his calling, without consulting anyone around me, and without going up to Jerusalem to confer with those who were apostles long before I was, he said, I got away to Arabia. Wilderness. Think about it that way. Later, I returned to Damascus, but it was three years before I went to Jerusalem to compare stories with Peter. Which means Paul spent three years before he stepped into his assignment. See, we don't think about that. He spent three years before he stepped into his assignment that God had for his life. And I'm certain that the Holy Spirit led, led him there. But see, he, those three years, he was developing a root system. He was developing this root system in the soil of intimacy in the secret place with God. This, this is what one commentary said. Paul received no human instruction following his conversion and withdrew to Arabia where God revealed to him the substance of the gospel. Who, who showed it to him? God. How? He was in the secret place. He went into the wilderness of Arabia and he said, okay, God, just me and you. He had his, like, his own bedroom Bible college going on. Do you hear me? Paul had his own bedroom Bible college going on where the Lord was dumping the, 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 the understanding, the substance of the gospel, the whole ball of wax. So then when he finally does show up and to confer with Peter, man, he is good to go. But see, we think sometimes it's just got to happen naturally. Or it's just got to happen immediately. But see, Paul, even Paul had to take time in the secret place. And I don't think that was the only time Paul had a secret place. I think Paul had, had, had so many others, right? But see, Paul was freshly filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit daily. Because you know what he was doing? He was meditating on God's Word. He was, he, he, he was seeking the Holy Spirit's instructions into his life. And it caused him to grow and develop this deep root system in his life. So when it came time to shine, what did he do? He shined. He shined. Because, and when he shined, then you know what happened? He had bushels upon bushels upon bushels of fruit flowing out of his life, which we are evidence of through his writings, but he had bushels and bushels of, of fruit just flowing out of his life because he was in the soil of intimacy with God in the secret place. The soil of intimacy with, with Jesus 
in the secret place. The soil of intimacy with the Holy Spirit in the secret place. That's why this secret place is so important. So important. But see, here's the deal. I think it might not take you three years to all of a sudden feel like, hey, I'm ready. But see, I think if, if we would just, because God promised it, if we would just say, okay, I'm committing to the secret place. I'm going to commit to it. And when I commit to it, then you know what? I believe that, you know what? I'm going to have these opportunities or these times, we'll call it bedroom, bedroom Bible college, whatever, where God is going to begin to download and help me and begin to, to help me be refreshed, renewed, have, have this spiritual awakening within inside of my life. So that, you know what, I can begin to grow in my faith. I can begin to grow in my empowerment. I can begin to experience all that God has for me. But see, we've got to, we've got to get to that place. So how does one start with a secret place for, with God? Well, this leads us to our third, third, third um, point, our final point. The secret place starts by asking God for help. A secret place starts by asking God for help. Well, you might say, well, help for what? To help you find a time and a place. In, 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 a, in, in, the, in this book called Daily Life Journal, it's, this is what, what it states. The most important key to finding your secret place is to pray and ask God when and where he wants you to meet with him each day. Now, you might think, well, that, that's maybe kind of fun, but I'm serious about this. Don't, don't, don't actually take it lightly because I believe that God knows the best time, what the best time is for you to meet. I really do. I mean, you don't think God knows your schedule? He knows your schedule, right? He knows if you're a night person or if you're a morning person or if you're neither. He knows. What he longs for the most is for you and I to step into the secret place at our sharpest and most attentive state. That's what he longs for. For you to be the sharpest, for you to be the most attentive so that you know what? You're spending quality time with him. And, and the thing about it is when you ask God, And he tells you, you have to be okay with it. I mean, if you truly want to find out when is that, that perfect time, you're going to have to be okay with it and not bent out of shape, right? When he, when he drops it into your heart. Because you think you know your, what your best time is. Again, remember, God knows your schedule. He knows what the things that you have going on. So the thing is, when, it, when that happens, when we truly open ourselves up, and, and, and maybe, maybe you're not a morning person, but he might say, hey, I need you to get up an extra hour earlier. Right? I'm not a morning person, man. It's a struggle, right? The, the struggle's real. I'm on that struggle bus in the morning. Right? And I, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I can't automatically get some caffeine to get me into gear. 
right? But if he says, man, it's in the morning, then you know what? Think about it. He'll give you the grace to do it. He might say, hey, the best time is when, man, it's the middle of the day or at your lunchtime. Because you're most awake. You're most attentive. It might be at night. I'm more of a night owl, night person, kind of. I'm getting older, and now all of a sudden my clock is changing, which I can't stand, but it's happening. But, but whatever that is, we have to, to be okay with it. And we may have to adjust our priorities a bit. It's tough, but it can be done. So we have to invite God into this, right? Because really, this is a, a shared thing. We need, to God, we need God to weigh in on it. And this is what Matthew uh, 7, verse 7 says. Matthew 7, verse 7. Right? And because I think God will weigh in on it because of this scripture. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So he's just simply saying, hey, talk to me about it. Ask me about it. I'll show you. The message says this, don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This isn't a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in. So again, God's heart is not to hide or make you guess where he is or where he's going to be. Because Matthew 6, 6 again tells us where he is, right? He's in the secret place. Matthew 6, Jesus said that. When he, when he was saying that scripture, when he was saying that to the, to the people, he was saying, you, know where, you want to know where God is? He's in the secret place. But Pastor Scott, it's so, he's so distant right now. He's so far away. Yeah, I know. But do you have a, a secret place where you're getting together and connecting with him? Because he's promised if you would focus, if you would be diligent, if you would have this secret place, man, he is in the secret place. And he, he wants you to know he'll meet you there. Without question, he will meet you there. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. Again, it's message version. It says, when you come looking for me, this is God talking. I love, love it because it just kind of puts it in a more practical way. It says, but when you come looking for me, you'll find me. God said, I didn't say it, right? He said, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. And then he ends it, God's decree. Not Pastor Scott's decree. Right? Not your mama and dad's decree. It's God's decree. He said, hey, if you would do this, I'll show up. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Passion translation says, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. So we have to recognize that every day God is beckoning us to come. He's beckoning us. He, he wants us to partake of a loving um, and living intimacy with him in the secret place. And when we do that, that will ultimately release, I believe, peace into our lives. 
It'll, it'll relief, uh, release power into our life, a passion in our life that all lead to what we talked about is our kind of our theme for the year, right? A heart for the house and hands for the harvest, which all starts by you and I, right? Developing a heart and a passion for the intimate soil of the secret place so that we can grow spiritually. Right? Let's let 2023 be a year that we grow spiritually. Right? Well, we're, 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 we're spending time in a secret place, and, and however that is, it could look totally different. My secret place is different than your secret place. Whatever that looks like, ask God, he'll show you, and then start to do it diligently, and all of a sudden, you know what? You'll begin to develop these roots, this root system within your life, and when, say, the storms come, you're not wavered by them because you know that, you know what? He's in control. You know that, man, you know what? There's such a, a peace and a serenity about all that's going on around you because, man, I've been developing this root system in my life in this secret place. And, man, all of a sudden, these things don't affect me as they used to because I know who God is. I know the reality of who he is. And so I just want to encourage you today. If you don't have a secret place, ask God, when's the best time? When's the best time for, for, for this secret place? And I'm going to tell you this too. I, I, this, you know, I don't know if some would argue with me or not, probably so, but um, I would even say that there would be times where maybe your secret place is maybe only 10 minutes at a time. Maybe he says, I got three, three times I want, I want you to take some time with me. That adds up to 30 minutes, by the way. But it might be, hey, 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the afternoon and then 10 minutes at evening before you go to bed. Oh my gosh, that's 30 minutes of secret place time with the Lord. That is 30 more than I had when I started. So it's doable, people. And he just longs for you to come to the secret place. To come and to just spend time with him. But are you, are you with me about developing that root system? Deeper and deeper in 2023? Because if you're with me, then you know what it's going to take. It's going to take, man, finding a secret place. Finding that time. You know, you can jump into the 30 for 30 Whatever it is, but 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 we'll, and we'll we'll talk a little more about the secret place as, as we move on in the next couple of weeks. But but understand it's it's there for you. He's there for you. It's just a matter of whether or not you will. So do me a favor and bow your heads. I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we're so great grateful. for your presence in the house today. I thank you that you make up the difference of what anything that I've said today with, with a deeper reality, a deeper revelation in the hearts of all of us, and me included, about this secret place, about this place you long for us to come to. 
And so, Holy Spirit, sear this idea into our hearts today. That wherever we're at, whether we need to maybe increase those secret place times or we need to start brand new, I thank you that, that, that you'll speak, you'll give us understanding of how to develop that in our lives with our schedules, with our moods, our, our things that we, we encounter. And I just ask that you speak clearly and directly to each one of us because it's so, so important that you lead, guide, direct us in this. So I thank you for the work you're going to do within our hearts this week. I thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts right now. And I thank you for giving us, I don't even want to say boldness or courage, but just giving us the desire, giving us um, the ability to step into it. That, Lord, we would put aside excuses or, or other things, and then we would just say, yeah, I'm all in, because we know that you're in the secret place. And so I, I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're what, what promises, Lord? And Lord, I just pray that, that for each one of us, that, Lord, 2023 would be a season where our root system grows deep, deep and wide. Deep and wide. That our root system takes up more room than what, what the, like the, just the, the, the individual is. So that as we, 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 we seek you, as we, we gather together, as we go into public places, Lord, there is evidence of your presence in our lives. And I thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.